It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle, and listen to the tale of the Willow Wren, from Germany, as told by Manogan. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com, and be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. Now then, without further ado, this is The Willow Wren, from Germany, as told by Manogan. In former days, every sound had its meaning and application. When the smith's hammer resounded, it cried, Strike away! Strike away! When the carpenter's plane grated, it said, Here goes! Here goes! If the mill wheel began to clack, it said, Oh, help, Lord God! Help, Lord God! And if the miller was a cheat and happened to leave the mill, it spoke high German and first asked slowly, Who's there? Who's there? And then answered quickly, The miller! The miller! And at last, quite in a hurry, He steals bravely! He steals bravely! Three packs in a bushel! At this time, the birds also had their own language, which everyone understood. Now it only sounds like chirping, screeching and whistling, and is some like music without words. It came into the bird's mind, however, that they would no longer be without a ruler, and would choose one of themselves to be their king. One amongst them, the green plover, was opposed to this. He had lived free and would die free, and anxiously flying hither and thither, he cried, Where shall I go? Where shall I go? He retired into a solitary and unfrequented marsh, and showed himself no more amongst his fellows. The birds now wished to discuss the matter, and on a fine May morning, they all gathered together from the woods and fields. Eagles and chaffinches, owls and crows, larks and sparrows. How can I name them all? Even the cuckoo came. And the hopo, his clerk, who is so called because he is always heard a few days before him. And a very high, small bird, which yet has no name, mingled with the band. The hen, which had by, you know, some accident, had heard nothing of the whole matter, was astonished at the assemblage. What? What is, what is going to be done? She cackled, but the cock calmed his beloved hand and said, Only rich people, and told her what they had on hand. It was decided, however, that the one who could fly the highest should be king. A tree frog, which was sitting amongst the bushes, when he heard that, cried a warning, No, 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 because he thought that many tears would be shed because of this. But the crow said, Caw, caw, and that all would pass peacefully. It was now determined that on this fine morning, they should at once begin to ascend, so that hereafter no one should be able to say, Well, you know, I could have easily flown much higher, but uh, then the evening came on, and I couldn't do so any more. On a given signal, therefore, the whole troop rose up in the air. The dust ascended from the land, and there was a tremendous fluttering and whirling and beating of wings, and it looked as if a black cloud was rising up. 
The little birds were, however, soon left behind. They could go no farther, you see, and fell back to the ground. The larger birds held out longer, but none could equal the eagle, who mounted so high that he could have picked the eyes out of the sun. And when he saw that the others could not get up to him, he thought, Why shouldst thou fly still higher? Thou art king. And he began to let himself down again. The birds beneath him at once cried to him, Thou must be our king. No one has flown so high as thou. Except me, screamed the little fellow without a name, who had crept into the breast feathers of the eagle. And as he was not at all tired, he rose up and mounted so high that he reached heaven itself. When, however, he had gone as far as this, he folded his wings together and called down with a clear and penetrating voice, I am king. I am king. Thou art king, cried the birds angrily. Thou hast compassed it by trick and cunning. So they made another condition. He should be king who could go down lowest into the ground. <laughs> How the goose did flap about with its broad breast when it was once more on the land. How quickly the cock scratched a hole. The duck came off the worst of all, for she leapt into a ditch but sprained her legs and waddled away to the neighborhood pond, crying, Cheating! Cheating! The little bird, without a name, however, sought out a mouse hole, slipped down into it, and cried out of it with its small voice, I am king! I am king! Thou art king, cried the bird still more angrily. Dost thou think thy cunning shall prevail? They determined to keep him a prisoner in the hole and starve him out. The owl was placed as sentinel in front of it, and was not to let the rascal out if uh, she had any value for her own life. When evening was come, all the birds were feeling very tired after exerting their wings so much. So they went to bed with their wives and children. The owl alone remained standing by the mouse hole, gazing steadfastly into it with her great eyes. In the meantime, too, she had grown tired, and she thought to herself, you who might certainly shut one eye, you will still watch with the other, and the little miscreant shall not come out of his hole. So she shut one eye, and with the other looked straight at the mouse hole. The little fellow put out his head and peeped, and wanted to slip away, but the owl came forward immediately, and he drew his head back again. Then the owl opened the one eye again, and shut the other intending to shut him in turn all throughout the night. But when she next shut the one eye, she forgot to open the other, and as soon as both her eyes were closed, she fell asleep. The little fellow soon observed that and slipped away. From that day forth, the owl has never dared to show herself by daylight, for if she does, the other birds chase her and pluck her feathers out. Now she only flies by night but hates and pursues mice, because they make such ugly holes. The little bird, too, is very unwilling to let himself be seen, because he is afraid it will cost him his life if he is caught. So therefore, he steals about in the hedges, and when he is quite safe, he sometimes cries, I am king! And for this reason, the other birds call him in mockery, King of the Hedges. No one, however, was so happy as the lark at having not to obey the little king. And as soon as the sun appears, she ascends high in the air and cries, Ah, how beautiful that is, 
Beautiful, that is. Beautiful, beautiful. Ah, how beautiful that is. And that is the story of the Willow Wren. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for future generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast application and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story.